0: Welcome to a new series, The Lost Previews, where we'll check out the preview chapters of The Lost Metal, the fourth Mistborn Era 2 novel. I'm Danielle with the 17th Shard, and I am so happy to be here again. And with me is Marvin. Hi, Marvin. It has been a while.
1: It has been like two years almost at this point. Oh, no, a year.
0: (laughs) About a year, yeah. It's it's been a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah, since we did the last video. And yeah, Paleo, if you can't remember (laughs) that. And um, I'm also super excited for uh, Lost Metal finally coming out in November, I think. That's when it's coming out. So really looking forward to it. And also, of course, doing the preview chapter videos again with you.
0: Yeah, these are always really fun. And they really enhanced my experience of Rhythm of (laughs) War. So I'm actually very much looking forward to reading The Lost Metal, doing it this way. Yeah. So the fourth and final book of Mistborn Era 2, also called the Wax and Wayne series, is coming out this November. And we are looking forward to discussing and reacting to the preview chapters. So far, Brandon Sanderson has read a prologue of the Lost Metal. I think it was at the Dragonsteel Mini-Con. I think uh, it was
1: at Jordan-Con already as well. Oh,
0: Jordan-Con, that's right.
1: At at the Dragonsteel Mini-Con he also read the first chapter, is what he did, I think. Um,
0: Um, I was able to read that on Arcanum. You can find it through the 17th Shard news posts about the Lost Metal blurb, um, if you want to read that. But today, we're going to be talking about the juicy blurb <laughs> that Tor.com has released last December.
1: So true. Um, oh, and just, yeah. t-
0: just keep in mind, this is going to have, obviously, Mistborn spoilers. um, Also, some potential overarching Cosmere spoilers.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think we'll have mm-hmm. some or many Cosmere spoilers. Yeah.
0: All right. So, without further ado, I'm just going to read the juicy blurb. <laughs> for years, frontier lawman-turned-big-city senator Waxilliam Legion, has hunted the shadowy organization The Set, with his late uncle and his sister among their leaders, since they started kidnapping people with the power of Alamancy in their bloodlines. When Detective Maracy Combs and her partner Wayne find stockpiled weapons bound for the outer city of Bilming, this opens a new lead. Conflict between Ellendel and the Outer Cities only favors the Set, and their tendrils now reach to the Elendel Senate, whose corruption Wax and Steris have sought to expose, and Bilming is even more entangled. After Wax discovers a new type of explosive that can unleash unprecedented destruction and realizes that the Set must already have it, an immortal Chandra, serving Skadriel's god, reveals that Harmony's power is blocked in Bilming. That means the city has fallen under the influence of another god, Trell, worshiped by the Set. And Trell isn't the only factor at play from the larger cosmere. Marcy is recruited by off-worlders with strange abilities who claim their goal is to protect Skagriel at any cost. Harmony's vision of future possibilities comes to an abrupt halt tomorrow night, with only blackness after that. It's a race against time, and Wax must choose whether to set aside his rocky relationship with God and once again become the sword that Harmony has groomed him to be. If no one steps forward to be the hero Skadriel needs, the planet and its millions of people will come to a sudden and calamitous ruin.
1: So juicy (laughs) It's very yeah, exciting. We had from some people who went to JordanCon, we had reports of the uh Drangeseal stuff saying like, Oh, it's going to be so mu- there are going to be so many cosmic connections and you guys are going to love it. And this blurb finally made me believe and I'm really hyped now for the book to come out. Yeah. Mm.
0: Very, very cool. And then when we were reading the rhythm of war previews, we also had some of that crossover and uh, some major spoilery crossovers <laughs> from there.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we can notice that, or we notice that Brandon is willing to to commit to these connections now. And uh, I think he thinks that they're still relatively minor, but they are really big connections. And I think at at least Lost Metal, you're starting to be left behind a little if you. are don't catch up to the rest of the Crossmere. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's also setting the stage for Era 3 shenanigans and um kind of tying in all of the different shards instead of just dealing with one on schedule mm-hmm. harmony. Now we have this this unknown entity Trell and new off-worlders with probably different uh abilities that they haven't seen before on schedule, so very, very cool.
1: Yep. So maybe let's uh, start at the beginning again and uh, get to these connections a little later. Um, Of course, the first thing we learn is from the blurb is that we have a bit of a time skip, which is something we knew already from Brandon talking about the book. And um, I think that given it's, I think it's been, a, or like the blurb says, it's been a couple of years. So I feel confident that Wex and Sarahs are going to have a child at this point. So it makes sense that he would be retired and like taking care of his family um, rather than going around and shooting people.
0: <laughs> right. You said it was going to be six years?
1: I, I'm not sure about the concrete uh, number of years. It's just some years is uh, what we know, I think.
0: Now, I haven't really been keeping up with um, little tidbits of information about this. I'm in the middle of a reread. <laughs> so I'm actually just in, right in the middle of Alloy of Law, where Wax is kind of just beginning. So to read this blurb about everything that's happened um, after <laughs> the end of <laughs> the last book, um, I'm really excited to see how Wax and Steris' relationship has. Evolved, um, now that they're older, if they have a child, how how that's gonna play into uh <laughs> their whole dynamic. Yeah. And then we see that uh Maracy is the detective with Wayne as her partner. How's
1: <laughs> that <laughs> going to go? Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I wasn't a huge fan of Wayne the first time I read the books, but rereading Alloy of Law, he has some interesting lines now. He's I, kind of awkward around women.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I generally like his humor. And um, yeah, I find him like a funny guy. But his behavior around women is sometimes like the uh, the whole scene. I don't, you haven't been up to it in your reread yet, uh, probably. But the one where he goes to see the daughter of the man he killed accidentally. Yeah. And it's so like that. Scene wasn't okay, and generally, how he treats uh, what's her face? Uh, Renette, uh, how he treats with her, Renette. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's going hoping to be since interesting. There is
0: a time skip that maybe he's matured a bit, especially working with Marcy as you know, his partner. And after everything that they've gone through, I'm hoping that maybe um, things have changed between them too.
1: Yeah, definitely going to be a, an interesting dynamic at the very least to see those two <laughs> playing off each other. Uh, yeah. And I think as far as Marassi is concerned, we at the end of Bands of Mourning, she wasn't a detective yet. I think she was still like a constable. So that's also nice to see that she's been promoted, probably, or like started uh, her, or got further in her career, I guess. Yeah.
0: Mm. So then after uh, we read about Wayne and Maracy, we see that Wax and Steris are working together in Ellendale. And it seems like it's going to be a, the first half maybe will be a political plot line to me.
1: I think it's probably, I, I, I can't remember if Brendan talked about this, but I feel like it's going to be like split at the beginning. They might be together. Then mm. they discover that weapons, um, Stash that's bound for Bilming, then hmm. Marasi and Wayne go there and in parallel. Steris and Wex probably are starting trying to figure out set stuff, things like that. Yeah, so also really excited for more Steris. I think Brent has also confirmed that we'll get more Steris a few points, so that's going to be exciting. And yeah, she
0: definitely stole the show for me. I love her. Such a great character to follow when when everything else is so supernatural and she's so practical.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just really exciting to actually, because I think we had one viewpoint from her in one of the books. And to actually get more of her, uh, that's going to be exciting as well. Yeah, And um, of course, what the blurb is also hinting at is this conflict between the outer cities and Allendale. And I feel like, I think it's been brewing for the last couple of books already. And I think at some point civil war might be inevitable and maybe even some new nations forming because currently we have sort of have this giant blob that's very Allendale centric and they don't really have nations in the North, but, uh, uh, at some point I feel like it's not going to work to have this sort of centralized government and, um, people might split off, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, A lot of the themes, at least during my reread, uh, are about the major differences between the roughs and the outer cities, and then Mm. even the different octants. So um, they develop their own lawmen and their own cultures and everything. So that would be a very interesting thing to see in this book.
1: Yeah. And I with the set working there in the outer cities, that also I think makes sense because we have a lot of uh powerful people already in Ellendel, and getting a footing there might be diff- difficult, but um in the outer cities it's more uh relaxed, I guess, uh or uh, not as strict sometimes as well law law wise uh in the roughs. So um they have a much easier time uh controlling these areas. So that makes sense and um It does make me wonder how much of a public sort of figure or organization. The set is at this point, because if they Mm. control whole cities, how would that look? And do they sort of form the government of these cities or what are they up to there?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely sounding like they're not really a shadowy organization anymore. Maybe there (laughs) is, you know, some in like their higher ranks, but if they have an entire city under their control, which is another strange thing. It mentioned that Harmony's power is blocked in an entire city, of building. Yes, <laughs> it's. It kind of it kind of reminds me of in Alloy of Law, of course when, <laughs> when they're wearing the the hats with the aluminum, mm-hmm, uh, yeah, around them. It makes me feel like they're all wearing like tin <laughs> hats and <in> building.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean we do have. Lessie or a pleader, Palm, in, mm-hmm. in uh, Shadows herself, who Harmony can't even contact anymore. And we know that uh, that suit you the spikes, she, or that she lacks spikes. And so I wonder how mechanically that's going to work, that Harmony doesn't have any influence there anymore. I, like, is it a giant aluminum dome over the entire city? That would be pretty hilarious, but uh, probably not. Um, and yeah, and I mean, the blurb also says that's Trell doing it, which is... Mm-hmm. Insane that there's another shard acting or some shard-like entity uh, acting there is is just, wow, I don't know. That's incredible, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely my theory uh, when I think about it hard enough, <laughs> is <laughs> that he's, he's working for autonomy or as a piece of autonomy, uh, which actually would make sense in a mechanical aspect about um protecting them against harmony's influence.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, the I think at this point pretty much accepted theory that it's an mm-hmm. uh an avatar of autonomy. But it is sort of interesting to think think about how just how powerful that avatar has to be if they can um I don't know how it works, but if they can shield that entire city from Harmony's influence, they mm-hmm. and Harmony has two shots Uh, like two shards worth of power uh, at at their disposal, I guess. I think it's a common theory that uh, as well from some people that Odeon might have some influence on schedule at this point um, because we are after um, Stormlight Archive 5, so things might have changed Mm -hmm. there. So I'm really interested to see how much trail we are going to get. And yeah.
0: Oh, right. I didn't even think about that. This is after the fifth Stormlight Archive. but So yeah. there's things going on that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I completely forgot about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think like Brandon has talked about it that we won't get any sort of conclusion to the entire trail thing because mm. that's an Era 3 thing mostly. Um, maybe some stuff is going to happen with uh, how it is in um, Stormlight Archive that we sort mm. of get the country or the the planet being split up between the groups controlled by the enemy, I guess, and the groups, um, controlled by, by harmony still, or like the forces of harmony, I guess. And, uh, then era three is going to be very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm thinking this book is really just kind of leading up to a very, uh, drastic change. Uh, mm-hmm. between Era 2 and Era 3 and and this explosive device that they have to disarm or something it, I mean are we assuming that this is going to be investiture related?
1: Oh yeah I, I definitely think it has to be Edmetal based somehow because mm. we know that Edmetal is uh, or the southern and already intended to use it as bombs at <laughs> uh, the mm. Sovereign temple, I think is what one group of them intended. So, um, there's precedent there for an explosive, mm-hmm. but I find the phrasing a little weird in the um, blur because they say like, he has discovered a new type of explosive and, uh, or not necessarily weird. Uh, he's discovered a new type of explosive and um, he fears that the set already knows about it. So mm. they obviously know ab- ed- about Metal. So I wonder what exactly he has discovered. Maybe uh, some kind uh,
0: of alloy or an, a mechanism to use it in a more destructive way.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now. Maybe, like, we know that the title of the book is Lost Metal, or the Lost Metal. And we've <laughs> had a lot of people discussing, like, what could the Lost Metal be? Is it, uh, I think in one of the books, they name Lerasium Lost Metal, like, on the little that that they have in the museum. Uh, thing there. Um, but I don't think it's a russian personally. And there's recently been some discussions about, uh, or oh, not uh, discussions, but there has been a new warp and a word of Peter actually that talks about um, atium not actually being atium in era one. It's instead uh, a <laughs> an atium electrum alloy. And so I wonder whether that plays into Lost Metal and the Lost Metal is actually atium. And they're trying to find it or whatever. They've discovered that combining it with ad metal, because it's ruins metal, would enhance its descriptive property and help ruin stuff more. I guess. Mm.
0: Yeah, I haven't really been following the conversation about that uh, word of word of Peter, <laughs> uh, but that's a that's another interesting thing about combining these different like god metals. Mm-hmm what they could lead to, and if people could even burn them, you know, the alloy, because that metal obviously is so reactive.
1: And actually something I just came up with is maybe there's also some stuff going on with trellium uh, like the metal that mm-hmm. um, Bleeder spike was made out of, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think it's, oh, maybe it could even be Oh no, it, it would make sense because it's trillium, but uh, if Wax maybe discover some sort of anti-investiture stuff as well, so we have uh, some parallels going on there compared to um, uh, Rhythm of War, so it's not mm-hmm. just discovered on Rosha, the Skatrians also might discover it. I don't know. Um,
0: that is a good point. Um, the trillium was helping Palm to be free from Harmony, mm-hmm. so... Maybe that is the thing that's in play um, in Bilming is the metal, could be keeping yeah, could harmony be. from even being able to see what's happening tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that that line is also like a uh, chart's future side is like, pretty good, <laughs> especially <laughs> harmonies uh, with with how um, he has access to preservation's power, and preservation was uh, mm-hmm. I, I think one of the best charts at future side. So it's just suddenly ending at some point is a little concerning, I'd say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could see Harmony kind of being startled by sudden blindness about this, especially when we see how they try to work from behind the scenes, but now they don't know what's going to be happening. And that's Mm -hmm. an interesting word that they used about tomorrow, because that's such a short time. Is that tomorrow as in from whenever that is brought up in the book? Or is it like the, the book is only going to be over <laughs> two days? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, that's also something I was wondering about, Like, because I think there's way too much to wrap up to make it happen in one day, the entire book. Mm-hmm. like That's not going to happen. So I feel like it's probably going to be like, first part is them discovering these things and probably Kandra come to wax and tell them, well, things are going not so well with harmony and, uh, he has his future side stopped. And then we have one day where, um, wax has, to, uh, wax has to decide, okay, I'm going to pick up, uh, the mantle of the sort of, uh, harmony again, and mm. do what I must do or what he has to do. Yeah. So I feel like how it's probably going to go like having this, those two parts and structuring, like, structuring, structuring it
0: like that. So, um, before they mentioned that tomorrow night, um, there's an interesting sentence in the blurb that says that Marcy is being recruited by off-worlders. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, that's honestly the line I'm most excited about in this entire blurb, mm-hmm. personally. I really like Marassi as a character as well, and I feel like she's predestined to become a world hopper somehow because she's so interested in uh, things and is so inquisitive, so it makes sense for her to to go off world at least from my perspective yeah,
0: yeah I'm okay with that <laughs> she's a she's a great um great detective she's really into those statistics and things she's very um inquisitive so I think out of any of those characters, she would be probably one of the better ones to be working with one of these off world groups, which mm-hmm. we don't know which one it is. It doesn't mention what kind of yeah. strange abilities that they have,
1: yeah, so I think that's actually the thing we also would have to have to talk about, obviously, mm-hmm. which group do you think it could be, or have you have you, do you have any theories on who my it could be? my
0: very first thought was ghostbloods for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons for (laughs) people who have read (laughs) the stormlight archive. Um, the ghostbloods were founded big spoilers by (laughs) Skadrian, who, uh, we know, um, is very interested in his planet, their leader, Thidakar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it. That was my first thought, when I read uh-huh. that i was I was like, "Oh my God, the ghostbloods are coming back um, but it does say that they're an off world branch which the ghostbloods are, as we've yeah. seen in in um Roshar. and so I think they could be considered an off world branch um and that was my first that was my first immediate thought, and there are others though, that do have an in- vested interest in schedule.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think with the ghost bloods, I don't think we technically know whether Kelsia, yeah, it's full spoiler, so I can't say it's Kelsia, who <laughs> with Thadakar, and I don't think we know whether he actually founded them, we just know he's their leader currently, so mm-hmm. they might have an off world origin, and so it would make sense for them to be off worlders in their perspective, That's true. from their That's perspective. True. perspective, yeah. But I also agree that like, it doesn't make too much sense. Like why we, we, from Rhythm of War, we also, or in general Summit archive, we know that cognitive shadows have a hard time getting off their planet. So, um, Kelsey is probably still bound to schedule and I don't think he'd be like sending. The off-world branch back to schedule to, uh, take care of recruiting Marasi. Although it does make sense in a way, because. The Ghostbloods, I think are the only organization we've actually seen actively recruiting people and also, um, like, uh, taking an interest in getting different kind of people and not just like, if you have magic abilities, you're part, you're a part of us because you have those abilities. But another point against them is that we have a lot of non-magic users in the, in the Ghostblood. So they wouldn't have like one set of strange abilities, I guess. Um, yeah. So. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be them, although that would be super exciting. Um, Especially
0: because, like you said, it's right after Stormlight 5, so there might be something going on that we don't know about with them.
1: Yeah. So my main theory, I'd say, at the moment would be that they are Elantrians or Selish Mm -hmm. people at least, Um, maybe even the Irie, um, Mm -hmm. who we've seen in Secret History, of course, and also Rhino in... Um, Stormlight archive, uh, lighthouse keeper, mm-hmm. uh, that guy, that guy is, um, part of the IRE, I think. And of course from security history, we also know that they have some interest in schedule, they intended, or the IRE at least intended to take our preservation. or have one of them take it up. So, um, they definitely have a vested interest, as you said, some people, and they definitely have one in schedule. So I think it would make sense, um for them to be this group of off because they, of course, also have pretty strange abilities from a Scadrian's perspective, I'd say. Yeah.
0: And... That's, that's very true. I was also thinking that maybe because we've seen Chris on um, Scadrion in this era mm-hmm. with um, speaking with Wax, um, and then she was also talking about, um, I, I think she... Had an advertisement for like talking
1: yeah, items yeah.
0: <laughs> or something. So, um, although I'm not sure if she fits the bill for having like strange abilities um, on that planet.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we don't. We, I don't think we know anything about Chris using any sort of magic. Like she's from mm-hmm. Darkseid, so we, they have they have stuff there, but we don't know if she actually uses those. At least not from the graphic novel or if she has access, access to those, but mm-hmm. I agree that it could be some, so not necessarily Chris herself, but, um, a group of scholars or, pe- or just, uh, interested people from Silverlight. light who so it could be mm-hmm. as well. I think that's at least plausible. Yeah. People who I don't think it could be is the 17th Shard, um, like the inward Seventeenth Shard, not us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, we are there (laughs) recruiting her. (laughs) Please write articles for us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, because they're generally a non-interventionist group, and again, maybe things happened in Starlight Archive or will happen, will have happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Starlight Archive Five that uh, change their outlook on the world and especially frost the dragons, um, perspective. And he goes, okay, maybe it's not too bad to intervene sometime, sometimes. Um, but yeah, I don't think that has too much merit because it, it would take away some stuff from some like Arf- archive five as well. Like if we already knew that the 17 chart changed their mind, then something really bad must have happened in, um, that book. Oh, will have happened in that book. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's them either.
0: I I was also trying to think of other uh, maybe groups that we might not know about, but that seems like it would be very silly to have so many secret (laughs) groups. Um, Because I was thinking about how um, um, Azure or Mm -hmm. uh, Vivenna was on Roshar and uh, they were talking about talking items and things. So uh, maybe awakeners, some kind of strange magic there. Could be, yeah. I mean,
1: it's also the awakeners have a pretty easy time, ca- um, carrying around their magic to other places. That's also mm-hmm. a thing you have to consider there that not everyone can use their magic everywhere, which what might yeah. be a problem with the Alentrian or Salish theory, although they might have overcome that, um, problem at that point. But uh, another thing that made me think it might be people from Cell is that Brandon has talked about how he has he has to write the um, Elantra sequels for um, Era Three to make sense or uh, not make sense, but for he has to write it in preparation for Era Three for something there. So I'm, I'm just very fond of the theory that it might be uh, Cellish people.
0: Mm. That that is a good point.
1: That's it's also just that we haven't had anything from elantris or Cell in such a long time it would be a nice way for brand to work it into the story without actually having to go there um, although that would I mean, be nice as well of course
0: yeah now i feel like i have to add elantris to my reread
1: bin <laughs> 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 not say um yeah i don't know it's because we uh, the blurb also says they recruit Marasi, so they have to be still have to be a group that's actively looking for people and not just, like I said, using them for their magic. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just it
0: use the word recruit. Yeah. So it it seems more official than just a group of people looking for someone. Yeah. But then that's I wonder, a... why are they recruiting her? Like, what are their specific reasons for recruiting her?
1: Maybe they need some detective work done. I don't, I don't know. That's... It could just be by circumstance that she is in filming at that point, and that off-worlder group is also there, and they notice that she's a pretty good detective, and they ju- and mm. like might, I don't know, be interested in going off-world and exploring the world, so or the cosmos. So maybe that's that's it. That they di- aren't actively looking for her, but um, as the opportunity arises, they say, okay, I think she'd be she'd be a good member.
0: And then yeah. it says to protect Scadrial at any cost. That is a little bit concerning. <laughs> what are they protecting it from? Trell or Harmony or hmm. something else? I don't know what they're protecting it from specifically. It doesn't mention that. Yeah, and at that's... any cost, what does that mean <laughs> at the cost of Maracy or at the cost of
1: a shard? Yeah, that's a, that's shard? a really I don't good know. question. Like also, what 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 is it about schedule that they're interested in? Like, Mm -hmm. is it the people there? Is is that what they want to protect, or is it just the planet? Because I don't know uh, the metals. Yeah, maybe the metals that uh, uh, because we know that lurasium alloys also have properties that might give you uh, connection-related properties. So that Mm -hmm. might be really valuable to get access to more magics and. I don't know, maybe it's just also a really nice planet compared to others. I don't know, uh, I'm not
0: sure. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's uh, for this mysterious new explosive, um, because that sounds like it's going to be a diffuse the bomb kind of plot line. <laughs> yeah. So um, maybe they're worried about the effects that this new explosive might have on the planet itself.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. It could also, the, the cost could also just be that Harmony, I think that is a sensible theory that Harmony, or at least says it, is going to, I don't know, not necessarily lose the shard because that would be a little too similar to um, the end of uh, Hero of Ages for me personally, but maybe that his intent might switch. That's also like a common theory that he, Harmony might become Discord and, um, yeah, that, that might not be such a great thing. Um, yeah, c- could be anything really at this point. Uh, don't really have any solid ideas.
0: Is there anything else that you have as far as this blurb or expectations of the book?
1: I think I'd like to mention at least one more group that might be those off-worlders. It's uh, Knights mm-hmm. Radiant or at least some group of search binders. Again, because we are after or in that break between the Stormlight Archive arcs, um, and lost metal. So it would make sense in some way, I think for them to be, yeah, I don't know, have an interest in protecting other worlds just in general due to their ideals. And also they know what happens if an, a foreign shard intervenes on your planet. So they might know also know how to deal with it. But then again, I think it it's not really holding much water because we, um, we know it would take away too much from um, the last book of that arc, so I don't think it's likely that it's any search binders. Yeah,
0: although that would be an interesting thing to um, to see, because as we know, the Stormlight could be transported in the gems, and so they're probably the most likely ones to be able to show their strange abilities. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true, yeah. I think that does hold what although we also have the problem of the sprint getting off-world. So uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of a two-edged sword, I feel like. But yeah, it, they could uh, fit the bill at least of strange abilities because flight or like proper flight and transforming stuff and things like that, it's very different from anything that uh, um, a scadrian would see. So mm-hmm. that would actually at least fit um, that part of the description,
0: yeah. I would, I would lose it if Marcy meets a redhead girl <laughs> who <laughs> can change her face. <laughs> I would, I would
1: I mean, throw the book. I would. <laughs> or, or I would may, maybe they go to visit a tailor, and it turns out that the tailor is actually Adolin like he said <laughs> after S A five. Okay, I'm going to leave this fan. I'm just going to become a tailor on schedule. Maybe hey.
0: Good that. for <laughs> him. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And for some reason there's a strange woman in the back of the shop that's like covered in w- uh, vines and uh, like yeah. a, has a plant <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that would be really fun to see and I, one thing that I really like about these books is searching for the little mm-hmm. easter eggs and um, trying to figure out who like, who's the Chandra or things like that. That's a really fun, almost interactive part of reading these books. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> if we see is. someone that we know yeah. from <laughs> uh, from another book, that would be very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I didn't even think about this. So Skadriel doesn't really have birds, right? Or it didn't. <laughs> so we see I, a bright colored <laughs> chicken <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and it's I, like
0: mreys or someone
1: <laughs> oh that mm-hmm. could be yeah or maybe it's just lift at that point and she's like freshly <laughs> she's she yeah. finally except she's an adult yeah i don't know but that, that would be bad. but i think at this point they ha- still have a lot of birds mm-hmm. um again because i actually don't know how, how birds were affected by um the final empire Hmm.
0: Well. I, I feel like um, I've heard somewhere that they didn't have any before um, but then afterwards there is a, a house that has a bird as their symbol. I think oh. it actually might be Wax's house, Eladrian, oh, really? It has a bird as their symbol. Hmm. But anyways, that's <laughs> my my aluminum foil hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. theory.
1: Maybe to, to get to things that the blurb didn't mention, mm-hmm. um, there was no mention at all of the Southern Scatrians, of course, and this one, uh, which is uh, not concerning, I'd say, but it's, it's weird because they have played such a big role in bands of Mourning*, and it would be odd for them to not show up again, especially after a couple of years, they might have espe- established trade at this point and, um, guess just travel there as well. Uh, depending on how much the airship technology has evolved. Mm-hmm. so that is a little weird and i hope we see a leak at least again I, i'd be very upset if you didn't
0: <laughs> yeah no, they might have something to do with the explosive or designing some kind of a tech mm-hmm. that um that's new
1: um, yeah it could be that, oh, that would actually be pretty nice, I, th- I think, if uh, Wax worked with some Southern Scadrian, I don't know, um, scientists or whatever, mm. and they d- discovered it together. That would be kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you miss in this blurb? Or, uh, you oh, <laughs> well,
0: um, I'm. I'm really happy. I just read it last night. Because like I said, I'm in the middle of a reread. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I'm I'm just very excited to see where everything is, is headed. Things are going to be very fresh in my mind for this Lost Previews series. <laughs> because I'm hoping to have it done before the preview chapters come out. Um, and then whenever the prologue and the first chapter are officially released, uh, we can discuss those and kind of get into the nitty gritty about what's going to be happening during this book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the previous to this one. I mm-hmm. wonder how much cosmic stuff we're going to get in the first mm-hmm. few chapters, because I feel like at least the way the blurb is phrased, it's going to be more towards the end of the book that we get all this. But mm-hmm. and at any rate, really excited and can't wait for the
0: book to finally release
1: in November.
0: Yeah. I love the setting of Mistborn era to um, mm-hmm. Western fantasy is just such a fun and exciting. And it's almost like steampunk or magic <laughs> punk. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a magitech kind of mm-hmm. culture. So uh, it's really exciting to just follow even the storyline about um scadriel rather than just focusing on the overarching cosmere which is fun in its own right but the actual story following Wax and and Wayne and Marcy and Steris is very very fun as well so i'm looking forward to experiencing more with them mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, same like it's just it's uh i don't like that we'll have uh, no more wax and wayne after this um but, I mean, it has to come to an end at some point, and I guess, uh, I bet that Bren has a fitting ending for them,
0: yeah. We might see more Marcy then. <laughs>
1: that, that, I certainly hope that we'll see more of her. Uh, that would be really great.
0: Well, I think that that was a good first Lost Previews episode. <laughs> yep. Did you have anything else you wanted to say?
1: Nope. That's the order from me, I
0: think. (laughs) So, um, to our viewers, thank you for joining us. We're really excited to start up a new series of preview chapters. We invite you to come and discuss this blurb, um, even the prologue, if you can find that on Arcanum, with us on 17thshard.com. Join us on our Patreon, our Discord, our forums, for all of your Brandon Sanderson content needs. (laughs)